Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is October 11th, 2021, and our first story, Southwest Airline cancels over 2,000 flights. Rumors are it's a pilot strike over the vaccine mandate, but there's not a whole lot of evidence that's true. It may just be that many pilots are calling in sick or refusing to work individually, and it's not an organized action. In our next story, the global supply chain is collapsing and America is facing a shortage of everything, food, gas, labor. Joe Biden's policies are making it worse. The labor shortage was bad enough. And in our last story, children accidentally given the COVID vaccine when they wanted a flu shot are now experiencing heart issues and had to go to a cardiologist, say family. If you like the show, please give us a good review and leave us five stars and tell your friends about it. All of these things greatly help out. Now, let's get into that first story. Southwest has now canceled more than 2,000 weekend flights. The disruption is ongoing. People are very angry. And the official statement is that due to weather and air traffic controller disruptions, they've had no choice but to cancel these flights. Now, we did see something similar with Spirit Airlines. And a lot of the mainstream travel pundits, the thing, I mean, there, there are a lot of travel blogs and stuff like that, think that this is due to overwork and understaffing. Now, it is true that many people are leaving their jobs. There's a great resignation. Many people have lost their jobs completely unrelated to the vaccine mandate. Now, we'll get to that in a minute. And that means there's going to be staffing issues. And that means that with federal restrictions on how much someone can work, eventually the airline says we're capped out. People got to take time off. They got to take vacations. They got to take days off. And now we can't do these flights. We don't have enough people. The labor shortage is easy to understand. It's obvious. It's in our faces. And we've seen it all throughout the past year. The harder thing to confirm is the speculation around a pilot strike or potential air traffic controller strike over vaccine mandates. That seems to be the big rumor. And we do have some posts online from people who say they're pilots with Southwest and that there is a soft strike. Now, they can't formally declare a strike due to how their contracts are structured, but they're doing mass sick outs. I don't have any hard confirmation. However, journalist Alex Berenson says that he has talked to a Southwest pilot who provided their credentials who said, yeah, basically it's a sick out. That may be the case. It seems that we're getting an inverse narrative from the likes of the more more establishment players over at CNN. What they're basically saying is that, well, look, there's a vaccine mandate for the pilots. And of course, after you get the vaccine, you can't fly for 24 to 48 hours. So perhaps what's really happening is, as Southwest has just mandated the vaccine, the pilots are actually just going and getting them. They're not on strike. They got the vaccine and now they're grounded for a couple days. 
So the flights should resume, right? I suppose we'll see. There are posts over at, say, Patriots.win, which is the big Donald Trump community, where one man says that he is a, a, a pilot and they are rejecting this. and They've been rejecting this. And the pilots are saying no. Other posts that are circulating around claim to show people who say, look, pilots are former military and they're not going to accept this. That may be the case. There are a lot of people in the military who are absolutely refusing the vaccine mandate, but overwhelmingly, the news reports that people are just accepting it. Now, is that the narrative? I was watching local news the other day. We were all sitting down. There's an episode of Family Guy on last night, and then Family Guy ends, and it goes to local Fox 5. And on the news, they said that, you know, there's a short, there's a flights are being canceled. It has nothing to do. They didn't mention at all pilots or strike. They said flights were canceled due to weather and air traffic control issues. The FAA issued a statement saying there is no pilot shortage. And I was just like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Nobody said pilot shortage or I'm sorry, air, air, air traffic controller shortage, something like that. They brought up shortages. And then I was just like, did anyone bring that up in this news report? They didn't. Here's what, I th- here's what I'm thinking. We're at the point. So I tweeted out this video from V for Vendetta. Do you remember that scene in V for Vendetta? If you haven't seen it, you got to watch V for Vendetta right now. I mean, I'm not even kidding. Seriously, V for Vendetta. It's about a despotic government where a, a, a virus manufactured by a bunch of powerful elites is used and then they make the, then the, uh, the pharmaceutical company, you know, a pharmaceutical company produces, you know, a vaccine or cure or whatever. All of these high ranking individuals all have invested in it. Now they're all top party members in control of the government. You should check it out. But there's this scene where Chancellor Sutler, the, the, you know, the despot says, I want them to remember why they need us. And then it shows all of these news reports where they're like civil war in the former United States continues to destroy, destroy the Middle East. And they're like a new pathogen has emerged. And they're showing all these news reports. And I'm, I'm reminded of that watching this news clip where they're like flights were canceled due to weather. And then I'm like, oh, let me just check the um, the, the radar here. <laughs> so I check the radar and there's nothing on this map. Look. There's some weather, there's inclement weather over Kansas. Looks like we might have some kind of spiral formation. I can't tell you much about it. I'm not a meteorologist. I don't know. Is there a tornado there or something? Maybe whatever. The point is, yeah, we've got some storms. Uh, looks like Houston, you know, uh, uh, just South Texas and Louisiana, and then maybe coming up to Chicago and, and Dubuque might be dealing with some storms, but it doesn't look like the apocalypse. I don't see why that would result in 2000 canceled flights, but hey, far be it for me to understand how any of this stuff works. What I can say is there are certainly people saying that this is people rejecting the vaccine mandates, but I cannot independently confirm that. I can say if the news came out that thousands of pilots walked from their jobs, did a sick out and were refusing the mandate, that would be really, really bad for the establishment agenda. Joe Biden says he wants, you know, 98% vaccinated. Right now, the official narrative is polling shows most people are vaccinated. Most people are fine with vaccines and that the vaccine mandates are uh, rejected by only a fringe minority. You know, and, and that's the surprising thing. I saw a poll today. Or I'm, actually, this is from Matthew Iglesias, one of the founders of Vox.com, the left wing website. And he said that Twitter is, you know, far left individuals who are 98 percent further left or, you know, 98 percent further left or something like this. Then the average voter yelling at people who are 75% to the left of the average voter that they're, you know, far right or whatever. He's correct. He then posted this image showing Joe Biden is viewed as rather far left. 
And the ideal candidate is rather centrist. I saw that and it spoke to me because I'm a moderate. You know, I was talking to a guy the other day at a, um, at a little farm store and he was like, you know, we're talking about politics. And he's like, it's good to see young conservatives. I'm like, I'm not a conservative. Like, look at me. I'm, I'm like liberal, but like how they used to be. I don't, I don't look. Policy is something different. We need to have a conversation about policy. Like the easiest way to explain it is universal health care. Hey, people should have health care. But then the government being in control opens the door to ideological distribution of health care, which is kind of scary. So maybe it doesn't work. I don't know. I like the idea of people being able to go to the doctor when they break a bone, I have to worry about it. Or anyway, I digress. The point is, I, as a moderate, assume most people think similar to me. The leftists think the same thing. The right wingers think the same th- same thing. Everybody thinks the same thing. However, I uh, could be wrong, but I tend to view based on polling, based on what I read, I follow left and right. And maybe actually it's fair to say conservatives do understand this, that most people are kind of moderate. They just think they're wrong. Conservatives follow left and right, right? Leftists only follow the left. But I look at all these polls, I look at everything and I'm like, I think you got a lot of conservatives, but a lot of regular Americans probably agree with you or I on a lot of these issues. In which case, how could it be that there is no staunch opposition to the mandates. And then you realize there is. I mean, there was widespread protesting in New York City. They tore down a pop-up center, a pop-up testing center for COVID. Perhaps what's really happening is that the mainstream news narrative is just an attempt to convince people that you are the outlier and you better fall in line. Well, if you are an individual of weak will and you get your cues from CNN Okay, well, I hope you you come to your senses and find that strong moral footing and mental fortitude. But for, I assume, almost every single person watching this, you already get it. I mean, would you be watching my content if you trusted CNN? Probably not. But I did pull up CNN.com on purpose to show you what they're saying about what's happening with these pilots. The point is, I don't make moral decisions based on the crowd. Let me tell you a story before I read through this. A very quick one. I was in Venezuela. We were uh, at a protest, a student protest. There's an there's a intersection. And it's all on my Instagram. You can actually, if you go back in time, you'll, you know, you'll see it. Where a bunch of students are, you know, laughing and talking. And if you walk down the street, you would see barbed wire and garbage and flaming, you know, flaming cans and stuff. And then the, the Venezuelan National Guard, all armed with rifles and handguns. So I'm like, okay, we got our shot. Let's, let's get out of here. So here's the National Guard and here's the protesters. We walked this way. So we decided to move, I think it was to the west of where the intersection was. And then all of a sudden, we, because I mean, you don't want to be in the line of fire. You don't want to, you want to know where your exits are. We saw all of this mass crowd of people start screaming and running north. And I thought to myself, why are they all running in the same direction? That's not a good idea. So we ran west. And then, you know, took cover to figure out what was going on. I don't know exactly what happened at that point. But the fact remains, a lot of people saw this group run and ran with the crowd. Well, if there was a dude being chased by a boulder that was rolling down a hill, you know, you know chase, maybe not the right word, um, and you ran with them, well, then you'd be in the path of danger. If you run away from whatever is going on, you're probably going to be safer.
It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com carlson and save 20% today. So let me let me, let me I'll, I'll just put it that way. I think if everybody is panicking and running in one direction, that, that's not a good enough reason for me to just do it. Mob mentality. Here's what CNN says about the airlines. And then we'll look at some of this data. They say Southwest canceled more than 2000 weekend flights and the disruption continues. The world's largest low cost carrier canceled three of every 10 departures it has scheduled on Sunday. And the disruption continued into Monday, a federal holiday with 337 flights, about one in 10. Huh? Happy Columbus Day, everybody. According to the aviation tracking website, FlightAware, the company blamed the cancellation on air traffic control problems and limited staffing in Florida, as well as bad weather. It told CNN late Sunday that getting operations back to normal was more difficult and prolonged because of schedule and staffing reductions made during the pandemic. Quote, we've continued diligent work throughout the weekend to reset our operation with a focus on getting aircraft and crews repositioned to take care of our customers. In a statement, the FAA said there have been no air traffic, air traffic related cancellations since Friday. The agency said the airlines are experiencing delays because of aircraft and crews being out of place. Flight delays and cancellations occurred for a few hours Friday afternoon due to widespread severe weather. Uh, I, perhaps, I, I guess. Military training and limited staffing in the area of, uh, uh, in, of one Jacksonville air route traffic control. Now, interestingly, there were rumors going around that Jacksonville air traffic were going on strike due to vaccine mandates. I don't know if that's true. And I'm wondering why then it didn't affect other airlines. Is it possible that they said we're going to prioritize all existing, you know, all remaining air traffic controllers for other airlines? Maybe. However, other airlines did not appear to be as severely impacted. On Sunday, American Airlines canceled 2% of its flights and low budget Spirit Airlines also canceled 2% according to FlightAware. It's a busy travel weekend as Monday's a federal holiday. Southwest canceled 808 fli- uh, flights on Saturday, stranding thousands of passengers across the country. Mary Corey was set to fly from Oklahoma City to Orlando Sunday morning for a cruise. At 3 a.m., she saw her flight had been canceled and spent more than eight hours on the phone with customer service. Now, let's let's dig through this real quick. Other outlets are framing this in a very interesting way. Independent.co.uk says Southwest Airlines cancels 1,800 flights days after pilot union sued over COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Company blamed problems on disruptive weather and air traffic control issues. It seems that even the independent is noting the pilots are saying no to the vaccine mandates. The union has filed a lawsuit against the airline. So is it possible that there's actually a strike? I got to say, that actually sounds like the most plausible answer. I can't say it's definitively true. I can just say it sounds more plausible. Severe weather? Uh, Excuse me, good sirs at Southwest. How come other airlines weren't as affected? You mean to tell me that only Southwest was like, oh, no, a storm 
Perhaps it's only Southwest that cares about their employees, uh, their employees and their customer safety. I really don't believe that. I think they'll operate by a standard of if there's weather, there's weather. If there's not, there's not. And if other airlines are saying it's fine. I don't think this is air traffic control related either. Because like, uh, like I said, you can actually, I think I actually have it here. You can go to the federal AV, the FAA's website and see that all of the air traffic control, uh, 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 you know, operations or whatever all seem to be fine. Flight delay information, air traffic control system shows general arrival departure delays are 15 minutes or less. It's green. It's normal. So what could be happening? Honestly, I don't know for sure. Josh Kaplan, this is on Twitter. He is front page editor at Breitbart, says Southwest Airlines Pilot Association president, quote, I can say with certainty that there are no work slowdowns or sick outs, either related to the recent mandatory vaccine mandate or otherwise. Okay. Now this is Breitbart. I mean, do you not trust Breitbart? Okay, maybe you don't because this is just the Southwest Airlines Pilots Association president. However, that's not the company. That's the union. Of course, we do get this statement then from Alex Berenson, journalist formerly of the New York Times, although many on the left consider him to be an apostate of the establishment order, says urgent a Southwest airline pilot explains why you will not hear anything about vaccine mandates from his union and why Southwest has more flexibility than it admits to stand up to the White House. They say basically, essentially, the union cannot organize or even acknowledge the sick out because doing so would make it an illegal job action. Years ago, Southwest and its pilots had a rough negotiation, and the union would not even let the pilots internally discuss the possibility of working to rule, which would have, which would have slowed Southwest to a crawl. But at the moment, the pilots don't even have to, have to talk with each other about what they're doing. The anger internally, not just among pilots, but other Southwest workers is enormous. The tough prior negotiations notwithstanding, Southwest has a history of decent labor relations, and workers believe the company should stand up for them against the mandate. Telling pilots in particular to comply or face termination has backfired. Now, Alex says the pilot emailed following the first Southwest post and provided his Southwest ID to prove his identity. He asked that I paraphrase the email. I have not seen that. I have not independently confirmed this. If you trust Alex Berenson, by all means, um, again, I have not confirmed this and I try to be very, very careful. I will say, however, over at Patriots.win, our good friends, formerly of the Donald, say uh, there's a post here from a user named Climbsurf. Never complying. Southwest captain here. We are done with the great reset. Senior captain for Southwest out of Baltimore. F.U. Gary Kelly. Tim Poole, I know you browse here. Uh huh. Same with you, Tucker Carlson. I will go on the record with the first reporter to contact me. There is a massive strike over vaccine mandates going on right now. I did uh, reach out to the best of my abilities. So far, it's early in the morning. But uh, I will also add just kind of strange that I'm like, oh, here's a, here's a, someone claiming to be a captain claiming to be a captain saying they're on strike or whatever. And then they're like, Tim Pool, I know you browse here. And I'm like, reading that's kind of surreal. I'm like, I am currently browsing here. I will talk about this. Yes, absolutely. Um, as we are not that far from Baltimore, I would, I would love to, to track this individual down, meet with them and go over everything they have to say. In fact, we could probably do a sit down interview up here and then put this up on, on the website, timcast.com, maybe even include it as a special in, in our IRL episode or something like that. I don't believe the media will do their due diligence in contacting pilots or getting statements. I believe they'll just call people like Alex a conspiracy theorist. And it's as simple as asking, you know, Alex, you know, I would like to independently confirm his story. I'm going to be looking at this, see if I can independently confirm it as well. I absolutely would love to see what's really going on with this. I don't know for sure, but I can show you some really interesting things. 
This is a tweet from Jason Rabinowitz at Airline Flyer. Really good Twitter username for what he does. He's an aviation, he's aviation geek researching and writing things about airlines, airplanes, transit, and travel. Co-host of Flight Radar 24's Av Talk podcast. This is a guy who is uh, covering travel, and here's what he says. A friend of a friend is stuck, is stuck in this. And a gate agent lied to passengers claiming today's delays are because, quote, thousands of pilots are on strike against the vaccine. Get your house in order, Southwest Air. This is some next level BS. Unacceptable. Interesting. So this is a guy who's rejecting the statement. This is a really interestingly crafted tweet. We're going to have to break this one down. First of all, this is apparently hearsay. Unless he actually experienced this, I don't know. He just says that a gate agent lied, claiming it was a strike against the vaccine. Well, how does he know it's a lie? You can see that his bias is against that statement. But he's reporting a gate agent is saying it. I don't care about what his opinion is on it, whether it was a lie or the truth. I'm wondering who this gate agent was that came out and told someone that thousands of pilots are on strike against the vaccine. They are suing over the vaccine mandate. There is reason to believe they can't come out and strike. And there's something people need to understand about uh, unions. I don't know about airlines. I do know that in many places, at the very least, um, Chicago, for instance, firefighters have a union, but they can't strike. Police have a union, but they can't strike. They can blue flu, where they all call in sick at the same time. So could that be it? Could they be saying there's no sick out? Well, how do you know, right? Imagine this. Imagine, you know, 15% of the staff just call in sick. No, I, I don't believe that's a sick out. Yeah, they can just say that. Oh, there's, there's no sick out going on. Nothing's happening. Or maybe nothing's really happening. Maybe the reality is that Southwest just has an overworked staff. It happened to Spirit Airlines before. No idea. I think it's fair to point out we're in a labor shortage. I think it's fair to point out we're in a very serious uh, economic crisis. And boy, are things getting worse. I hope you've been paying attention. There's a, maybe I'll talk about this later, but there's a, an emergency food supplier called Augustin Farms. They're fantastic, by the way, because you can get beans, potatoes, eggs, you know, milk, all in these big bins that last for like 30 years. And there's a viral image where they're like, we've been disrupted and are going to be shuttering uh, work due to a shortage of raw materials. And on their website, they say they're no longer taking orders. So this is this, it's kind of crazy. I don't know what to believe. I honestly do not. Uh, I, I, reach, I reached out to this, uh, this, this man who claims to be a pilot. You know, look, I'm going to need some confirmation. Baltimore is very close to where we are. We, we oper operate out of the, the, the tri-state near Harper's Ferry. So this is like Maryland, Virginia, and West Virginia. So if you're in, you know, eastern Maryland or whatever, you're like an hour away. And we can easily, you know, meet with this, this individual, go over whatever he has to show us, be it, be it internal communications or anything he wants to say. I don't mean any confidential stuff. I mean like him talking to his buddies. If, he, if him and his buddies, you know, want to go on the record and talk about this stuff and then check credentials. And if we get that confirmation, I think that's very, very important. I think a lot of people, you got to be careful of this. They're eager to believe. Okay, I'm not eager to believe anything. I mean, uh, well, to be fair, I am, right? I want to believe that people are standing up and saying no to mandates. I want to believe it. But I'm a, I'm, I am practical, pragmatic. I'm a realist. Show me the evidence. Give me the confirmation. I do not like making uh, judgments without at least some evidence in which I could base, uh, um, you know, place a wager. You know what I mean? 
So there's a, let me, I'll give you an example, right? Three card poker. You ever play it? The dealer gives you three cards. You look at your hand and you're trying to get a three card poker hand to beat the dealer. Some people do what's called playing blind, where they're given the, the three cards and they just put it on the line and bet on it. They don't care. They're not going to look at it. Sure is fun, but you can sure lose a lot of extra money doing something like now. I'll look at the cards. So what I mean to say is, if any wager is to be placed, I need at least a little bit of reason to believe that in the end, you know, there's, there's, there are facts backing up what's being stated. I'm, I'll say this. I lean towards believing that there are some issues, not with air traffic control, that I don't know, but with pilots, I do. I don't think we're going to see so many people claiming to be pilots, um, putting out their public information, which these individuals are doing, unless something was really going on. But imagine this. Imagine there's like seven pilots who all like were like sick out. Yay. And then they, you know, called in sick. Then they see these disruptions and believe something bigger is happening. So really hard to know for sure. What I can say is it is I just want you to imagine Joe Biden on this massive screen and sitting before him is like Kamala Harris and like, you know, uh, Mark Milley and Merrick Garland. And he's like, I want this on every interlink channel. I want them to remember why. Well, he wouldn't say it like that. He'd be like, come on, come on, man. You know, uh, I, I want them to remember why they need us, man. You know, turn it on a shop of pressure. And then you get all these news reports saying everything is fine. You are happy. Life is fine. There's no shortage of anything. Go back to sleep, America. Here's American Gladiators. Here's 48 channels of it. You, you guys uh, know that one? Check out that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, 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 I won't carry, carry. I won't uh, beat the dead horse. You get the point. Some good comedy out there. But I don't know what to believe other than the media uh, media is lying and we need independent confirmation for them just to come out and be like, we asked the, the company, which is seriously threatened, whose stock is going down, whether or not they're collapsing due to a worker outage. And they said, no, everything is fine. Yeah. Well, they have to say that, don't, don't they? And then how do you determine whether something is a sick out? This is the game they'll play. Let's say a thousand people call in sick. Well, there's no evidence of a coordinated effort to call in sick. People are just sick, no sick out. And then they officially announce no sick out. It's a dirty game they play. But, you know, there's some truth in it. How do we know for sure that if everyone's calling in sick, it is a sick out? We don't. So I suppose we'll just have to do some more digging, which I will be doing. But if this is the case, my friends, it is all crumbling faster than we've, than, than, than we've seen. You need to go, my friends, to TimCast.com. And you need to look for the, actually Google this, Google the, um, the beautiful ones. It'll be easier to find it this way because it's an older article. The beautiful ones of universe 25, Shane Cashman, TimCast.com. If that doesn't come up, then you can add this parameter to Google site colon TimCast.com. And that'll, that'll restrict your search on Google to just TimCast.com. Read this one. Oh, no, no. I'm, oh, yes, yes, yes. This is the one you want to read. And then you want to specifically the passage about the, I think it's Kurt, uh, um, Carl Schlichter, I think it is. I almost said Kurt Schlichter. No, Kurt Schlichter is a, is a guest we've had on the show. Uh, the, rat, the, rat, uh, the, the, the hope experiments. That's what it is. They put rats in a, in, a, in a cylinder with water. They struggled to swim. They couldn't grab on anything. And within 15 minutes, they gave up and drowned. Then he put rats in the water. They struggled to, to, to swim. And within 15 minutes, they began to give up. But then he grabbed them, took them out, dried them off and let them rest. And then he put them back in. After that, they swam for 60 hours. Why? Hope. So what have we seen? In 2020, we were locked down, riots, hopelessness, destruction, economic collapse. 
And just when everyone thought hope was gone, they pulled us out, dried us off and says, go party. Here's some food, the shelves, everything. It's getting back to normal. And then the system is being crushed again. Now worse than before. But this time people will hold out. You see, there's a difference between drowning and being starved out. If in the first instance, we were starved out and the economy was collapsing, what do we get? We got mass rioting. What do you think would have happened if it continued? Mad Max. I mean, you think I'm kidding. People would go nuts and they'd be like, no way. I'm not standing up for that. We get riots, revolt. People would demand. But then they gave people hope. They brought things back to normal for a little bit, just a little bit. You don't have to wear a mask anymore if you're vaccinated. Everybody calm down, dry off a little bit, get relaxed. And now you're being dunked back in. Booster shots, put your mask on. Restrictions are coming back. Food shortages, things are getting worse. Now it'll get even worse. But people will hold out hope knowing, well, hold on there, guys. It did get better before. We are living in the hope experiment. And they know. Give people a little taste of of a return to normalcy, and they will hold out 15 minutes to 60 hours is a long time. So I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. America is facing shortages of basically everything. The supply chain has been completely disrupted and cargo ships are trapped at the West Coast, unable to dock. No one seems to know how to unjam the system. But now the cost of a shipping container is up to around $20,000, which is several times more than it was in the past couple of years. If you've been watching my channel, then you probably know this, but not everybody watches every single video I do. But I have covered the shortages going back this entire year and even last year. And this now seems worse than it did at the beginning of 2020. I remember back in early 2020 when COVID happened, there was a big panic. People ran to supermarkets, started buying up whatever they could. This created the illusion of a shortage or bottleneck. What was really happening was that at the front layer, people were buying up toilet paper and milk and bottled water. And these stores like Walmart and Target and grocery chains still had the product in the back room. They just weren't able to bring it back onto the shelves quickly enough. I'll put it this way. If there are, you know, 300 rolls of toilet paper on the shelves and 300 customers come in to buy a roll, the shelves are empty. 
But in the back room where everybody's working, they may have boxes and boxes and boxes and several hundred more. So they have to come out the next day and restock the shelves. A lot of people were worried this meant they weren't going to be able to get their food. And it's somewhat correct because you might go into the store at any moment. And if there's constant demand every day for the maximum supply, then eventually the store does run out. But it never got that bad. It did get bad. And I promoted a, a food emergency food company called safeandreadymeals.com. I'm going to do a promo for them in a second. But a lot of people laughed at the idea. People on the left took screen grabs of the site and said, look at Tim. Oh, crazy prepper. It's amazing to me that we're now almost two years into complete and economic collapse. And it's happening. It's not going to happen overnight. But you can look at the rate of inflation. You, you can look at the M1 money stock. You can look at this photo I have on the screen of empty shelves. And I have seen this. I was talking about this a month ago. I went to the supermarket. They didn't have any, they didn't have any cream. And I'm like, why? They got cheese. But no cream? Come on, man. What am I supposed to put in my coffee? But this is something we have to get used to. It's happening gradually, but then suddenly. We noticed at our local grocery store that prices were going up. The, the, the nice woman at the cashier, uh, the cashier told us that prices were through the roof. And then we went back recently and found that many meats were no longer available there. I mean, there was st- we're still able to get beef and bacon, but there was substantially less than there normally was. So we decided to start going to local farms instead, more so. We, we always love going to local farms. We also have a subscription for, for local farm meat. It's fantastic. And, uh, but we're like, we should, we should stock up and, and, and throw it in the deep freezer. We went to a local farm in the area. We did not get that much meat. I think maybe 15 or 20 pounds. It's like 700 bucks. Not, not completely. I think the total cost of the meat itself was maybe like 600 or so. But it was just absolutely insane to see how high prices had gotten. And so these people laugh at the idea of having emergency food supply. I can't tell you if it's going to be absolute chaos. I can't tell you if there's going to be no food. But I can say this. I have been talking about the economic crisis for some time. It's now even being reflected with the wisdom of the crowd. You familiar with this term? When many people make a prediction, the idea is that 100 million people are more likely to be correct than one person individually or even 10,000 people. You look at the, the, the curve or the pattern. And so what we're seeing right now, emergency food is being strained. People are buying it up like crazy. I mentioned this on Timcast IRL. I was trying to buy rice. Couldn't find any. Had to go to third parties to get storable rice. Apparently, there's a rice shortage as well. People are absolutely buying up long lasting food products. And one company has even said that they're shutting down their website because they're, they've been overloaded. A viral image shows that this company saying they have to suspend services. So I contacted the company and got some information on what's happening. The supply chain is crushed. No one knows how to fix it. Gas prices are skyrocketing. This will affect you. And if you're not paying attention, I hope you start now. And if this is your first foray into what's been happening with the economy, well, I'm glad you're here. And to all those people on the left, these young Gen Zers who are laughing, I suppose when you grow up in a city and everything is just there for you and you've never had hardship, it's easy to think that it will always be the case. But that is not the case. There is an absolute shortage of labor, of drivers. The driver shortage is getting worse. The, the, the ships can't get in. We're running out of food because we're not able to ship what we have. I've had shipments stuck in California for a couple of weeks now. I'm sure you know this. I'm sure you've experienced something similar. I can't predict the future, but I can tell you this. 
if six, seven months ago I said, hey, guys, look like the looks like we got shortages and there's no reason to believe they'll end. I don't see anything changing that. And now here we are. Was I wrong? No. The shortages are getting worse. The labor shortages, the fuel shortages, the driver shortages, the, the, the failure to ship products, the costs are increasing. Inflation is through the roof. There's less to eat, which brings me to this promo. Now, as you know, I don't normally do promos like this on this channel. It rarely, if ever. And I'm doing this now because I genuinely mean it. This is safeandreadymeals.com. I shouted them out uh, uh, you know, a couple days ago, not as a promo, just to mention that I was, I was mocked for telling people to have some emergency food. Safeandreadymeals.com is emergency food supplies. That's all it is. Meals averaging over 2,000 calories per day. They've got a three-month emergency food kit, a four-week food kit. And I got to tell you, prices have gone up and it's not price gouging. I've talked to some of the suppliers. It is, uh, you know, not, not safe and ready meals specifically, but I've talked to some individuals who say, yes, prices are going up and you will see it reflected. Those who bought this last year, it lasts up to 25 years. You got a much better value, but there's no, there's no time like the present to get on board with, with making sure you are safe and secure and whatever it is you got to do. So we have a bunch of these safe and ready meals. We, we have them in storage. We've eaten many of them. They're great. It's like, it's like a, a, you know, a hamburger helper, basically. You get these little pouches, you pour it in a pot with some water, you heat it up, and then in, you know, 10, 15 minutes, you've got mac and cheese, it's got freeze-dried. I think a lot of it has like freeze-dried meat and stuff like that. It's great. It's, I think it's really, really good. Now, why should you get it? I think right now, with me showing you everything that's going on, it's very important that you are taking care of yourselves, your friends, and your family, and you are assuming personal responsibility. By, by all means, don't buy this if you don't want to. By all means, make fun of me. But if a year and a half, almost two years after I shouted this out, we are still seeing supply chain crunch, I certainly think I wasn't wrong to promote it. That being said, you can still go to the store and buy food. You can still go to local farms and pick up food. The apocalypse isn't happening right now. But if it does get worse and it gets to that point, what will you have? And now here's what I say to everybody. Look, the worst case scenario, you know, and what's happening with politics is that you got some food, you, you crack it open, you eat it, you're taken care of for a little while. Now, the advice people usually give is never touch this stuff. You store it and you source your food until you have no choice. Then you crack open the emergency stuff. But let's say everything gets better. Let's say nothing bad happens and we, 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 we fix everything. Well, dude, then you just eat it. It's food. It's really that simple. It's not a bad investment. And of course, this is a promo. So, you know, when you when you guys buy this stuff, it does help the company it does help support our work. I'm not going to shy away from that. I'm absolutely grateful that this is something we can actually recommend to people. So again, I'm not going to drag this one out safeandreadymeals.com. But I got to talk to you about what's going on. There's a reason why I promote that. And I, and I mean this sincerely 100%. When I shout out that the link is in the description below when I shout it out, it's because I genuinely think people should have some emergency supplies. Now, if you pick up a two-week supply, are you a prepper all of a sudden? I think that's ridiculous. I think, this, I think it's absolutely important to be prepared, have supplies. You know, do you have like rain matches? Do you have a toolkit? Download to your phones right now, survival guide, basics. You know, because they'll have photos of berries you can eat and things you can eat, mushrooms to avoid, how to trap animals, how to start a fire. Not that I think you'll probably need to use it. I don't think the world's ending. But be responsible and be capable and be stronger. In all likelihood, you're mo- you're, you will eventually come into, say, a storm. Roads will be closed. We had a hurricane pass through the East Coast. Roads are shut down. So for the people who had prepared with canned goods and emergency supplies, they're probably like, yeah, we're fine. 
we'll wait this one out. There are probably a lot of people who didn't go to the store and they're like, oh, what do I do? So take it seriously. That's that. That's it. I'm not saying you should you should buy 30 years, you know, uh, a worth of beans and have like an underground bunker or anything like that. But I will tell you this. If it really does get worse from where it's at now with oil prices going way up, with food shortages, labor shortages, trucker shortages, all just getting worse. There's each and every single prepper is sitting there on a rocking chair with their shotgun, you know, laughing about how they were right the whole time. And I will say this. The prices have gone up. If you bought last year, you're probably happy you did. You're probably sitting there with your feet up like I'm good. And if you didn't, you're probably like, oh, man, now it's more expensive. But I'll tell you this. Don't wait. Don't like, look, I'll put it this way. I, I, I'm not trying to, you know, scare people into buying any of this stuff. That's never my intention. I have a lot of it. We have about 30 employees. So I don't know if we'll have enough for everybody, but we got a lot of food. I definitely bought some of this for myself because I think it's a good idea. And I, I, I don't think the apocalypse is going to happen, but I do think the economy is collapsing. I genuinely do that. I, I, let, let, let's read the news and, and, and get off that. Look, look, to, 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 to wrap that idea up, I'm not just promoting this product from safeandreadymeals.com. I genuinely believe it's a good idea to have. So wherever you end up going, just please take care of yourselves and assume some responsibility. The Daily Mail reports America's everything shortage. Supply chain bottlenecks lead to bare shelves in retailers and pharmacies while cargo ships wait to dock and truckers struggle to keep up with demand. What I'm hearing is that truck drivers are over overwhelmed. They can't drive any more than they're already driving. There's not enough drivers. They say, the shortage is not down to a lack of goods. They have been produced, but backlogs at shipping yards and rail yards across the country combined with a lack of workers means the items aren't being offloaded quickly enough and distributed across stores. Dozens of cargo ships are waiting to dock in California and further up the West Coast, but they face month-long waits. Walmart and Target have started chartering expensive private ships to ferry their cargo to ports and try to circumvent the global supply issue before the holiday rush. Some toy company CEOs are telling parents to buy their kids Christmas gifts now to avoid disappointment. And shoppers are sharing anecdotes of having to visit multiple pharmacies in order to track down medication that would have been in surplus the same time last year. The cost of shipping is reaching exorbitant heights as a result of the kinks in the normally functioning system. Last month, the median average cost of shipping a metal container from China to the West Coast soared tenfold from $2,000 to more than $20,000. What you need to understand when they say there's no supply shortage, prices are going to skyrocket. They already are. Please pay attention. This means if you've been out of work, one of the 100,000 businesses that have shuttered based on Yelp data in the past, uh, I believe, six months or so. That money sitting in your bank account is slowly becoming worth less. Not worthless, but worth less. If they have to charter their own private shipping container to get supplies in, how much more do you think it's going to cost? I saw one photo of beef going for like 50 bucks for like two little cutlets. I told you, man, I went to a farm and they, it, is, it is through the roof how much this stuff costs. Harder and harder to come by. They say this past weekend, Costco and Beaches Wholesale Club were limiting the amount of paper goods customers could buy in parts of Long Island in Bellport, a town in southern Long Island, halfway between the Hamptons and New York City. Shoppers were limited to two bundles of toilet paper each. At Sears in El Paso, Texas, clothing racks in part of the store were completely empty. Look at these photos. This in Connecticut, Walmart in Norwalk was only allowing customers to purchase one package of paper towels, one package of toilet tissue. Many other areas around the store were bare as well on Sunday, October 10th. 
as America's supply chain problems trickled into stores. This is the next wave. The first wave, as I mentioned, was that they had the product in the back but couldn't stock it fast enough. Now they don't have the product in the back. Now there's no product in the front or the back. The products at the at at at, at the shipping at, at the port, unable to get in. What happens when the product spoils? Eventually, there won't be the product. This is one of the reasons I left this scene. And I'll tell you this. I look forward to being wrong. I would love to be wrong. But when I said I'm getting out of the city because you need to be self-sufficient more so and because of escalating violence, wow, I was right about that. When I said in early 2020, you're going to want some emergency supplies, boy, was I right about that, especially considering the inclement weather we've had. Because I always say sometimes it rains and then they close the road, roads down and you're like, what are we going to eat tonight? Well, we got some, you know, we, we got some canned goods. We're good for a few days and then we'll crack up in the emergency food, pick up more if we need to. Me, we got these solar powered batteries. They're awesome. They come with little solar arrays. You put them outside. We are waiting on solar panels to be installed so that we can be more self-sufficient because that is extremely important. If you sit back and wait on this, I believe you'll regret it. But I will, I will say I am begging to be wrong on this. I am begging that come next year, we end up with a whole bunch of beans we can't eat. And like, we got too many beans. What do we do? Let's start eating them. Because I'll tell you, you know what the worst case scenario is I've always said is taco night. That's it. We got beans and rice, throw on the beef. But if it does get worse, we're good for 30 years. These bins last a long time. I don't think we can supply the whole company with enough to eat for that long, maybe two weeks, because we're not filling up a 30-year storage container or anything like that. But you get my point. Check this out. Biggest U.S. retailers are chartering private cargo ships to sail around port delays. Home Depot, Costco, Walmart resort to private charters in push to stock shelves for holiday shoppers. That to me is absolutely insane. And it's absolutely slamming oil and gas prices. So what else have I been doing? We've been buying electric bikes and motorcycles. If you've watched the vlog over at Cast Castle, you'd have seen that we picked up an electric motorcycle, two electric mopeds that are high speed, and we have, I think, five other uh, 30 mile an hour electric mopeds. We can charge them with solar power. I, I bought a Tesla a long time ago, and they're expensive, and they're getting more and more expensive. I understand they're expensive cars, and it's not for every single person. I didn't buy it because I was like, look at me, I can afford a Tesla. I bought it because I was like, I need to have an electric car. When you've got powerful global elites saying they don't like natural gas, they want to stop cars and farting cows and planes, then you see the airline system is in chaos. Then you see gas prices through the roof. Then you see oil per barrel. I'm like, yeah, I'm not confident we're going to be getting resupplied on this stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to be focusing on getting electric vehicles and they're expensive. Not the easiest thing for everyone to do. So I'm not, I'm not saying that to, to be like, you know, I a lot of people like buying Teslas because they're like, you know, fancy, expensive. There are other electric cars you can get or electric vehicles. Electric bikes are not that expensive, but I got one because sooner or later, we're going to be charging off of, uh, off of the sun. The Wall Street Journal reports, crude prices are outpacing copper and other commodities by the Midwest margin in more than a decade. By the, I'm sorry, by the widest, why did I say Midwest, widest margin in more than a decade, more than a decade. They say the extended climb in oil prices is leaving some other industrial commodities behind, a divergence that reflects bets that energy supply shortages will offset any slowdown in the global economy. U.S. crude rose more than 2% early Monday to a seven-year high of $81.50 a barrel, bringing its climb since the end of October to more than 120%. If sustained, 
It'll be the first time the U.S. oil benchmark closes above 80 a barrel since October 2014, when the shale revolution set off a multi-year slump in fossil fuel prices. Oil is now on track to outpace copper this year by the largest amount in 2002 and is topping an index of raw materials by the biggest margin in more than a decade, according to the Dow Jones market data like oil. Natural gas is also far outpacing other commodities. Copper prices are about 10% below a May record, while while rallies in some other materials such as zinc and lead have largely stalled. I hope to be wrong. I hope it's a blip. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I can show you this image from Facebook. Augustin Farms, have you ever heard of them? They also create long lasting storage food. We have some of these uh, containers as well. We have like beans, rice, potatoes, eggs. This is, they last 20 to 30 years. They're wonderful. I think they do have uh, full meals as well, but there's, there, there's something to be, to be said. So I, I, I'm definitely a fan. We, we shout out uh, safeandreadymeals.com for, you know, that's, that's who we do the promos for. In this letter, it says, October 7th, dear valued customer, the lasting effect of COVID-19 has translated into a global raw material shortage, shortages, and caused substantial delays in our procurement and production processes, regrettably. BCG cannot fulfill your orders on time. Therefore, this letter communicates our decision to suspend business for the next 90 days effective immediately. During these 90 days, we will secure and stockpile raw materials and take measures to accelerate our round-the-clock production output. We will also review our product assortment to make sure we focus on relevant top-selling SKUs. We are confident that this reset period, reset period, will help us better serve you with on-time complete shipments in the future. I sincerely appreciate your business and look forward to reinstating our partnership in early January 2022. Thank you. Mark Augustin, president. Now, this statement, apparently someone's saying it's a major red flag. I contacted Augustin Farms uh, and I, you, you can see on the top of their website, it says, due to an extremely high order volume through all sales channels, we are currently not able to receive any orders through our website. All orders previously placed will be shipped what will be shipped, August and Farms products are still available through other national sales channels, both online and in-store, and also through other reputable online vendors. We expect to turn this site back on just as soon as possible. As a manufacturer, we are intent on making sure our vendors' inventory is top priority. Thank you for choosing August and Farms. These images, these, these are related. But let me just point this out, my friends. You see this? August and Farms, be ready emergency meals. You can't buy them right now. You cannot buy from Augustin Farms. Their website is saying they are suspending orders. Why? I called them and asked them what was up with this image and that statement on their website. And what they said was, this letter that was sent out is real. It is real. It is only for certain vendors that work with Augustin Farms, meaning Augustin Farms produces these supplies, these foods, and then provides them to other, you know, stores. I don't know the stores in question, but they said some of them have had their business suspended, meaning at the vendor level. Like I said, it's not just the shelves anymore. Now the people who buy from the manufacturer wholesale are being told they're not going to be able to get these products for three months. If you try going to Augustin Farms website, they say they cannot receive any orders through their site. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. 
Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. I, I'll, I'll, look, I'll, I'm, I'm going to completely address the issue. When we shout out safe and ready meals, you can buy these emergency meals right now. Um, Augustine Farms unable to provide it. I'm not saying that to be like, quick, go buy more. Don't buy it if you don't want to buy it. I don't, I don't want anyone to feel pressured into buying any of the products that we shout out. We've been shouting out safe and ready meals for the past couple of years. I'm just, I want to point out that there's like a wisdom of the crowd thing. At the very least, when it's not just the stores, when it's not just the shipping containers, when it's raw materials, look at this. They're, they're not able to, 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 hold on, hold on. Why can't they take any orders? They're, they're, you know, this letter says raw material shortages. Are we not getting what we need in through these ports? Is the shortage due to an inability to, to, to bring in the products to the United States? Maybe. Maybe it will all alleviate. I hope that's the case. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst, right? That's what they say. So I'll tell you this. As, you know, we run a business here. Timcast.com. We've got a lot of employees. We got a new show, Tales from the Inverted World. Second episode went up on Sunday. Definitely check it out. It's good fun, spooky fun. And we're, the, the first series of episodes are like essays and exploration. The next episode is a, is, a, is a true crime Irish mafia murder mystery. It's very long. It's a two-parter. But we're going to be, uh, we've got a really great series on ghosts and stuff like that. As we produce that, you know, I want, I want you to understand, as a business, for those that don't run business, and I think most of you probably get this, not every penny that comes in is just spent. There's a reason why businesses save, allocate money, invest. There's got to be a rainy day fund. Can we operate for three months should revenue be jammed up? Yes. I personally think we need to operate. We need a larger operating account because censorship is a real issue. But the other thing that's that struck us is, will we be able to have a working staff in the event of a storm, a hurricane, and we're out in the middle of nowhere, a power outage? So we have satellite internet backups. All right. So if the internet hard lines go down, we have satellite. It works. It's not great, but we can still do the show. Okay. We have cell backup, satellite, and two different hard lines. We also have emergency food. If something bad happens, there's a storm, the roads are closed. Our employees are able to eat happy and healthy for several weeks, maybe a little bit longer. We've definitely got a good stock. We got MREs too, because they're just so fun. It's part of what we do to invest. Watching this happen. I hope it never comes about. The Washington Post tweets, ships wait off the California coast, unable to unload their cargo. Truckers are overworked and overwhelmed, often confronting log jams. Rail yards are clogged with trains at one point backed up 25 miles outside of Chicago. (laughs) 
I would not like to be the person waiting as the go- the gates go down. I'm from Chicago. It's so annoying when you're like trying to go to work and the train comes and it's like takes a half an hour sometimes. And then the worst is you see the end of the train. It's right there. Then it starts backing up and you're like, no, why are you backing up? Don't know. Nah. So you know what we do in Chicago? When the gates go down, we back up and then s- speed to the next mile marker where there's another bridge over the train tracks and the bars haven't come down yet and then try and get across because we know. You can be waiting there for a half an hour. Washington Post also says the commercial pipeline that each year brings one trillion dollars worth of toys, clothing, electronics and furniture into Asia. I'm sorry, from Asia to the U.S. is clogged. If only we had manufacturing here in the U.S. I think we had a president who was trying to bring that back. Mm, Trump, how about that? Today's twisted supply chain is forcing companies to place precautionary orders to avoid running out of goods. Consumers are confronting higher prices, shortages of cars, children's shoes, exercise gear as the holiday shopping season looms. Okay. With a supply chain crunch. Now to be exacerbated by a massive spike in demand. I think we're looking at supply chain collapse. People are still going to work. They're going to sell stuff. But I tell you, man, everybody buys up everything they can. And that results in major shortages, which results in another. It's a cascade effect, right? Holidays come. People go to the store. We need food. We need turkey. We need presents, candles, whatever. They go to the shelves and there's very little. They call their friends. Did, did, did you go to the store? There's nothing. There's nothing there. Oh, man, really? I was just watching this video from, from Tim Poole. Have you seen it? He's talking about all the shortages. We better go to the store now. So they go to the store. Already in a supply crunch, people buy more and more and more. Now someone comes to the store and there's nothing left. And they're like, dude, Tim was right. And I don't mean that everyone's watching my video. I'm just, you know, making an example. I saw the news. I saw the commentary. I saw the YouTube video. And now it's here in my face. Demand will be at maximum. People will be trying to buy up whatever they can, whenever they can. And then nobody gets any. Because very few people will buy up as much as possible. Check this out. It's all hands on deck. Fast food chain Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers will send half of its corporate workers into kitchens as fry cooks. Pay attention. Fast food chain is sending its corporate workers into kitchens to work as fry cooks. <laughs> Imagine one day you show up to work and you're an accountant and they say, Jim, you're the best dang accountant this company has ever seen. Now, put on this apron and go fry up some chicken because either that or the company doesn't exist. How many of these people are going to say no? Corporate workers? 500 of its 750 corporate workers. Will 250 are being sent as cooks and cashiers for one to two weeks while staying at hotels. CEO agent, CEO AJ Kumaran cited low online applications and rising costs in wages. They have 600 locations across 31 states, and there are still 2 million more unemployed people than there were pre-pandemic. In a September survey, 71% of restaurants said they were understaffed. We're at the point of the economic collapse where corporate workers are frying chicken because there's nobody left to work. I don't know where they are, what they're doing, but I'll tell you, when you go to a fast food chain and they say, We can't sell a bowl of chicken, like five chicken fingers for $30. And they say, well, I don't want to make 15 bucks an hour. I'd rather not work. Then they say, okay, so we keep the price as it is. We can pay 15 bucks an hour. Nobody will take it. Here they go. 
This is what the leftists don't understand. They like to say things like in Sweden, people, you know, are, are, are paying, getting paid $22 an hour to flip burgers at McDonald's. It's a very different country with a very, very different system and substantially less people than the U.S. as a whole. Each different state has different, you know, economic systems in place, but we all do share the dollar. It's not the same thing. If these stores abruptly raise prices, people won't go there. If people don't go, that they don't make any money and they can't pay their staff. You can't just snap your fingers and make it happen. I was talking to an accountant down in, in, in New Jersey, and they told me that the price of the, the minimum wage hike that New Jersey enacted is a couple years ago resulted in like a 30% reduction in their business as accountants. Several locations, several businesses were like, we have to raise the wages, our labor costs by 30% over the next several years. But that means we're raising it by like 5 to 10% per year, per year. We can't. We, we, we get mandated to raise prices for, for wages. And then all of a sudden we have to charge more to, to, to compensate. These are small businesses. Then the food prices go up. Then the people trying to buy it have to go and ask for a raise. It's a ripple effect. It just doesn't change things. And now we're being slammed in the face by the, the insanity of, I guess, Joe Biden's failed policies. Under Donald Trump, this wasn't happening. Isn't that interesting? Under his last year, for sure. And that's Trump's fault. He played right into all this stuff. And you know what? I guess we all kind of said, OK, 15 days to slow the spread. Trump said, I don't have the ability to, to change what the states are doing. The president doesn't have the authority. So it's not necessarily all his fault. But within his, 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 his last year, yeah, he, brought, he could have fired Fauci at any moment. He didn't do it. But in 2019, in 18 and 17, Trump was trying to bring manufacturing back to the U.S. And if we did it better, we'd be fine. We wouldn't be worried about cargo ships. We'd be worried about truckers. Still a problem, but we'd be better off. We are not self-sufficient here in the United States. I think you should focus on being self-sufficient because we, we're doing our best. You know, we had Dr. Uh, uh, who was it? I think it was Chris Martinson. No, 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 I'm sorry. I always cite him, but it was, it was uh, someone else. We were talking about homesteading. And, you know, they said, look, getting even three to five percent of your food from your own production is, is massive and very important. You should definitely do it. And I also think it's important to look to local farms. I'd, I'd say stay away from cities, but hey, man, you do you. For us out here, we, we, can, we have our chickens and we're getting more by the minute. We've got 15 now because they had babies and they're going to have more. And we're probably going to just raise a whole bunch. We got a massive open plot of land. We're going we're gonna to free range, you know, tons of chickens, let them do their thing. You don't got to give them food. Chickens can eat their own food. It's amazing. And then you just, every few years, you got chicken to eat. Not even every few years. It's like there's a constant stream of chickens to eat. You know what I mean? Because they're having babies and then they grow up. And then once they're old enough, you just keep having more and more and more. Just make sure they got access to water. You can raise your own animals. You can grow your own fruits and veggies. And then for the beef and stuff, which we won't do, we'll go to the farms. You've heard me talk about it a million times. But while we're looking at this, let me drop a couple more points of knowledge on you, okay? Corporate employees are being sent into kitchens. Is that not a major red flag? Please pay attention. From TimCast.com, vaccine mandate upends industries in need of workers. President Joe Biden mandated employers with more than 100 workers to set vaccination requirements in September. And now we are seeing across the board, airlines, healthcare, education, it's widespread. These are exacerbating labor shortages at a time when we don't have enough workers, which is why you're hearing this. Let's go, Brandon, all night long. Let's go, Brandon, friends. You know what it means? It means F Joe Biden. And it's everywhere. We were at the, the horse track the other day, jokingly yelling, let's go, Brandon. 
Someone said someone should name one of their horses. Let's go, Brandon. I'd bet that I'd bet on that horse. I hate to say it, but I see it getting worse. Everything. Because there's been escalation and there's no reason to believe the escalation will stop. I could be wrong. But when I said this six months ago, here we are again. When I said it six months before that, here we are again. And what happens when you have hungry people? They stop caring. Because food, first and foremost. Parents, people have argued with me. Jack Murphy, you had on that role. We had a discussion about, I got to protect my kids before anything else. So many people said, I'm not going to stand up and put my job at risk because I got to feed my kids. How's it working out for you now? With all due respect, do you think you'll have food for your kids in a year if this trend continues? That's your compliance. But there's one thing you can do. We can't just reignite the system instantly. You can start a garden, move to an area that allows some hens. You know, a lot of places ban roosters because they won't, they won't stop screaming, but you can at least get hens. And then you've got eggs, at the very least, fresh eggs. All you got to do is let them eat in the grass. You don't have to give them food probably if you're not in a big open, up, uh, open area. But for the most part, chickens take care of themselves, man. They're animals. They eat food. They eat grass. They eat bugs. Start being responsible to the best of your abilities for yourself and stop relying on these supply chains because they're collapsing. If you want, pick up some of this food. It not only helps support the company in the show, but I genuinely believe you should. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all then. A family says they went to go get flu shots, but were instead accidentally given COVID vaccines. The reason this story is so serious is that the family consists of some young children who received adult sized doses of the vaccine. And the parents say these children are now experiencing heart issues and they had to bring them to, to a cardiologist. Now, normally I see a story like this and I say, look, adverse events happen. That's why we have the VAERS system, vaccine adverse event reporting system, so that if something bad happens, you know, you report it and we can check for patterns. In this instance, it seems to be an accident. Someone accidentally gave kids the wrong medication. This is more of a malpractice thing than a you know, widespread vaccine issue. But here's where it gets interesting. And the reason why I thought this should be talked about. It's not the first time it's happened. In fact, I pulled up two other stories that are similar, but, these, but not exhaustive. People are telling me that in Puerto Rico, children are accidentally being given the vaccine. I have this story. Check this out. Four-year-old accidentally receives COVID-19 vaccine. This one in Maryland, I believe the other, other stories in Indiana. And then we have this Salem teenager claims CVS gave her six doses of the COVID vaccine. I'm showing you these stories not to complain about the, vac the vaccine. As I said, this is about malpractice. Then I want to show you this story. And this is the important one from Fox 5 Atlanta. FDA says Moderna's vaccine benefits outweigh risks after Nordic countries limit use. That's right. I believe Finland, Sweden, and Denmark have all put restrictions in place, and Iceland has outright halted Moderna. The FDA says the benefits still outweigh the, 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 the negative consequences, which are rare. This is why I, I want to read you these stories. This is, what's this is what's important. Talk to a doctor. Talk to a doctor, please. You know, don't come to me and be like, you know, oh, you know, my doctor's dumb, because then you got a dumb doctor. And if you got a dumb doctor, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't have a dumb doctor. You should go find a good doctor. The point is, when people go to Walgreens or 7-Eleven parking lots and just get, you know, okay, you know, give me a shot, and you don't know who the person is and you don't trust them, like, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying you don't trust them, 
Like you, you, I'm saying like you don't know who they are, so you have no trust at all. You just don't know them. Accidents can happen. And I'll put it this way. If more people found a knowledgeable, like news active doctor who's following the stories, who's following the studies, who does their job, we would be all much better off. I'll tell you what I hear a lot of. I hear a lot of people saying, Tim, my doctor says just get the vaccine. You know, it's what we have to do. And I'm like, I didn't tell you to ask your doctor for their political opinions. I, I told you to go talk to a doctor about what's right for you, meaning talk about your, your potential health, uh, um, you know, any, any underlying conditions, uh, talk about any adverse reactions you may have had in the past, and then go through the risk factors and then make your decision. I'm not saying to just blindly go to a doctor and say, gee, doc, what's your political opinion on what we should be doing? No, no, no. You talk to a doctor about medical issues. Because when you don't do it right, these stories can happen. And these stories, in my opinion, actually, I think, make people more adverse to the vaccines. And I want to stress something out, uh, stress something as well. I think a lot of people are ignoring the real issue with vaccine mandates, and that is social credit systems. We'll talk about this in a bit, but I'm, I think the bigger, I, I don't think the vaccines are the issue and you don't have to trust me because I'm not your doctor. You can, by all means, just go and talk to somebody else you think is better than me. Hopefully they're a medical professional, but let's read. From KWTX 10, COVID vaccines given to family, including small kids instead of flu shots. From Indiana, members of an Indiana family who went to get flu shots, including two children, were accidentally given adult doses of the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine, their attorney said. They said it happened Monday at a Walgreens pharmacy. The family of four includes two adults and children who are four and five years old. The Pfizer BioNTech vaccine is only approved for people ages 12 and older. The companies are seeking approval for use in children ages five to 11 with the US FDA. Now they said they had gone to a Walgreens. Okay. Now I go to Walgreens when I have a prescription that needs filled. I can understand people wanting to go there to get a vaccine. But I think this is why it's so important that people, whether it's, you know, look, you talk to your doctor, you get sound medical advice, you get your prescription, you go to your pharmacy, and then you double check. You ask and ask. Never be afraid to ask to be sure. They want to say Pfizer and BioNTech proposed a, do uh, a dose one third the size of adults uh, for ages five to 11. They have not yet sought permission for approval for children four and younger. The family's attorney, Daniel Tully, shared what he says of the vaccination cards given to the family by Walgreens. They show the children born in 2016 and 2017 were given the vaccine shot. The family said they left the pharmacy thinking they had received their flu shots, but a Walgreens employee later called them and said they had made a mistake. The attorney said the cards were then issued since the coronavirus vaccine had been given to them. You don't get a flu card? Come on. Tully said the children have been taken to a pediatric cardiologist and the family was told both are showing signs of heart issues. The family said the younger child has been sick with a fever and a cough. Walgreens has not responded to a request for comment by Friday evening. You can see these, these are the photos. Now, this is the story that's kind of pissing a lot of people off and scaring them, noticing, noting that there's heart issues. Well, this is why we do tests. This is why kids are not approved for this as of right now. And this is very serious considering there's, I think in California, they're saying K through 12 mandates. The, look, they say uh, the vaccine is only approved for people ages 12 and older. Kindergartners cannot be getting this at least according to KWTX. So in California, I think it's California where they're like K through 12. What These kids can't be getting this stuff. How can you mandate that? Check this one out. Maryland. A Maryland family found themselves in a scary situation. Their four-year-old girl ended up getting the COVID-19 vaccine by mistake. 
According to Victoria and Martin Oliver, the family was in an area Walgreens intending to get their annual flu shot when the mix-up happened. Young Colette volunteered to go first. After getting the shot, the pharmacist realized the girl was given an adult dose of the Pfizer vaccine. How did this happen in two different places? Two little girls. The accidental vaccination left Oliver, uh, Olivier sorry, with a lot of questions, such as would their do- daughter need to go to the hospital? Would there be side effects? The Olivier family says it does not plan to ask Maryland regulators to investigate. Fox 45 News got a statement from Walgreens said, who said patient safety is our top priority. Events like this are extremely rare, and we take this matter very seriously. We are in touch with the patient's family, and we've apologized. Our multi-step vaccination procedure includes several safety checks to minimize the chance of human error. We've recently reviewed this process with our pharmacy staff in order to prevent a future occurrence. Okay, let's talk about this. This story is from September 28th. The other story at a Walgreens, October 8th. Wow, Walgreens, you sure did a good job. Listen. I want to stress this. These stories are going around. This one about the Salem teenager getting six doses on accident. Wow. These are, these are outliers. You need to make sure that you're not looking at one-off incidents and believing it's a pattern. Okay? I'm not trying to tell you what medication to get. I'm not trying to tell you I'm not a doctor. But I am saying this. We see these stories go viral. You know, I'll tweet them out. And people will be like, Tim, why are you tweeting this story and not any stories positive about the vaccine? Well, because... Overwhelmingly, most people don't seem to have complaints about it other than their arm was sore. So when you get stories where it's like, hey, Walgreens twice now has accidentally given children, four-year-olds, an adult dose of, a, of the COVID vaccine, maybe, you know, we should warn people about that, right? Well, let's talk about what's happening in, in the Nordic countries, because this is where I think we have some really important updates. FDA says Moderna's vaccine's benefits outweigh risks after Nordic countries limit use. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration reiterated its stance. The benefits of Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine outweigh its risks on Friday after several Nordic countries began restricting its use for certain age groups due to concerns about a rare heart-related side effect. The FDA responded after health officials in Finland said Thursday that males under age 30 should not receive the Moderna vaccine due to a slightly higher risk of developing myocarditis and inflammation of the heart. A day earlier, Sweden said it would pause the use of Moderna's vaccine for people under 30, while Denmark paused use for people under 18 and Norway recommended people receive the Pfizer vaccine. Quote, the FDA is aware of these data. At the time, FDA continues to find the known and potential benefits of vaccination outweigh the known and potential risks of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine, an FDA official said in a statement. The Nordic countries based their decision on an unpublished study set to be reviewed by the European Medicines Agency's Adverse Reaction Committee. Sweden's public health agency said the study found an increased risk of side effects such as inflammation of the heart muscle and pericardium though it noted the risk was very small. Now, this is important to understand. We are not Nordic countries. I am interested to see the uh, left that often touts the Nordic countries as the bastions of good medical care (laughs) and what they would say about the Nordic countries' decision to limit the use of Moderna's vaccine. More importantly, what they would say about Iceland. Iceland halts Moderna jabs over heart inflammation fears. This story from Medical Express. Iceland on Friday suspended the Moderna anti, uh, anti-COVID vaccine, anti-COVID vaccine, citing the slight increased risk of cardiac inflammation, going further than its Nordic neighbors, which simply limited use of the jabs. As the supply of Pfizer vaccine is insufficient in the territory, the chief epidemiologist has decided not to use the Moderna vaccine in Iceland. 
The decision owed to the increased incidence of myocarditis and pericarditis after vaccination with the Moderna vaccine, as well as with vaccination using Pfizer BioNTech, the chief epidemiologist said in a statement. For the past two months, Iceland has been administering an additional dose almost exclusively of the Moderna vaccine to Icelanders vaccinated with Janssen, a single dose serum marketed by America's Johnson and Johnson, as well as to elderly and immunocompromised people who received two doses of another vaccine. Can I just stress? This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Do you trust these countries more than you trust the FDA? I mean, that's, that's a simple question. And more importantly, I think, you need to understand what it means when risk out, uh, when benefits outweigh risk. What they're saying is, and they need to be more, more specific because the risk here of myocarditis is, as we know it, to be extremely low. But it's a risk you should be informed about, period. So when you go to a doctor and your doctor says, you know, and you're like, hey, doc, what's the risk? Should I get this? Do I need it? And they say, we all got to play our part. Okay, that's not a, a medical answer. That's a political position. I don't, I don't know what that means. But I've heard people say, it. Okay, okay, no, doc, here's my age. Here's my age group. Here's, you know, my considerations. Here's my medical history. What do you think? And the doctor should say, here's the risk factor to someone your age. And, and right now, based on your health, here's what I would say. And the doctor probably would still recommend it. But by all means, second opinions are a normal thing. In this instance, what they're saying is, there's a chance if you are an under 30 male, you will get heart inflammation. We have seen these stories. That's, that's a reality. What they're saying is, if you know, X amount of people get this, X amount of people will be more, or Y amount of people will be more protected. So which one is worse? Now, here's the problem I have with that logic. First and foremost, I honestly don't think that applies to an individual's right to choose. If you go to a doctor, you tell the doctor, hey, doc, I'm a healthy 30 year old male. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm fit and strong and eat right. I don't smoke. I exercise every day. And the doctor says something like, well, you should get it anyway, because the risk of myocarditis is low. The question I have there is, well, hold on. Is the risk of myocarditis getting the vaccine? That's independent of your risk to COVID. And so even though the risk of myocarditis is very, very low, why should you take the risk on a political medical choice instead of a medical medical choice, right? If your chance, uh, if your doctor tells you this, this is what I'm saying, I'm not telling you, I, I'm not going to tell you percentages. I'm saying if you go to the doctor and the doctor says you have an almost no chance of getting sick and, and dying from this, so you're fine. Well, then why assume any risks on any other, any other medication? I'm not saying doctors are doing this, but I, I'd imagine some probably are. The point is when they tell you that the risks are not, the benefits outweigh the risks, what they're telling you is there is a chance. Now, in the end, you need to understand. I think if you look at the data, we can see that if you're over 40, 
Well, then you've got very you've got a substantially higher risk of dying, catching and dying of COVID. You really need to make sure you're talking to someone you know and trust. We've had a lot of conservative guests. We've had a lot of mandate critical guests coming on the show on Tim Kessler. Tell us, you know, they're older. They're over 40. They're 50. And the doctor said you should probably get it. I know a lot of people like to talk about waning efficacy and booster shots and all that stuff. So far, what we know, what we think we know, and especially if you trust the establishment, you know, medical industry or, you know, FDA, it does provide protection. I know we've seen the Israel study. I know we've seen efficacy low, dropping, and that's why they're recommending booster shots for immunocompromised people. But it looks like, I think for now, Pfizer seems to be like basic, I guess. No, no vaccine's perfect. Man, you really got to watch out for the political opinions, my friend. The left and the establishments, everything they're saying about vaccination is all political, that everyone should just do it. I'm like, dude, the last thing any of us want are you to get, you know, let's say you've got an allergy to a certain thing. You pull up to a parking lot. No, you need to make sure they know all of this stuff. And that's why I'm like, I wouldn't go to a park. I go to a doctor I know and trust and ask them to take care of it all. You know, tell me what you think I should do. You know, have your clinic be the one to provide it to me in a safe environment. I don't like the idea of going to strangers for any kind of, of drug or whatever. And the, and the left made this weird thing where they were like, pharmacists give medication all the time. I'm like, I know, I don't care. What? Right. Your doctor gives you a prescription. You go to the pharmacy. They fill out, they, they can fill out your pharmacy. Just make sure they have your history. Don't go to a random place. Talk to people because that's what, that's, what, that's what I've been saying. If, if people keep, you know, if, if you want to get the vaccine, that's fine. I don't care. That's my issue. The mandates are wrong because it should be your choice. And you can, you can think anything you want about them. When they mandate them, it's a problem. When people then go blindly and just go to a parking lot and get a shot and then get an adverse event or a child does, it creates negative stories, which just fuels the political nature of what's going on. The, the issue for me is vaccine mandates, not the vaccines themselves. There's going to be new medications all the time. They're constantly going to be treating new things and people are going to be eager to get treatment for these diseases. I think it's absolutely insane that this has become a political issue. But there is good news. I won't just leave you hanging, my friends, from the Daily Mail. Unvaccinated people have up have an up to 97% reduced risk of contracting COVID-19 as more of their family members gain immunity through vaccination or infection. This is a, a, stu a study has found researchers found that four to five members of a family having some sort of immunity reduced the likelihood of infection by up to 97%. Yes, my friends, it's called herd immunity. And the CDC has already done a study uh, of over like 1.3 million people taking blood tests and found that around what is it, like 80% of people have some immunity, which means we should be at around or getting close to herd immunity. And with this new study, okay, Joe Biden, how about y'all stop the restrictions, stop the mandates, slowly ease out of them, start to bring the economy back and we'll get things back to normal. Yeah, well, they can never let a good crisis go to waste, I suppose. So this is what we're dealing with. Even though we have this really good news, I think it's likely that the US, the Democratic states especially, don't care. Daily Mail says unvaccinated people are less likely to contract COVID-19 if members of their family have some sort of immunity against the virus. Researchers from Umia University in northeast Sweden found COVID vaccines not only protect people who have received the shot, but others around them as well. If an unvaccinated person within, within a five-person family unit with the four other members having received the jab or acquired natural immunity, their risk of contracting the virus is reduced by 97%. There was also a direct correlation between the share of family members vaccinated and a lower risk of infection. The results strongly suggest the vaccination is an important not only for individual protection, but also for reducing transmission, especially within families, which is a high risk environment for transmission. 
Researchers who published their findings in JAMA Internal Medicine on Monday gathered data from 1.7 million people across 814,806 family units in Sweden. Each family was made up of between two and five people. The team used infection and inoculation data to determine how many people within each household had some sort of immunity from the virus, whether through natural antibodies from infection or from having received the vaccine. All of the households included in the study had at least one family member that did not have immunity, and researchers calculated their likelihood of catching COVID. Now, there are a lot of people who are like, Tim's a shill because he promotes the vaccine. I got no opinion at all. I don't care. I think if you want to go to the doctor and get Lunesta or any other drug, it has nothing to do with me. I don't know what's going on in your brain. I don't know what's going on with your blood. I don't know what's going on with your cough. I got no idea, and I can't give you any advice on it. I don't know what the Lunesta, you know, I, you've seen those commercials, all like, go sleep better or whatever, and there's a butterfly at night or something. I don't know what's in it. I don't know what it does. I know people who have taken it. I know people talk about funny things with, like, waking dreams, or maybe I'm not thinking of Lunesta, maybe I'm thinking of something else. But anyway, the, the, the point is, yo, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I read a blog, and they said they don't trust it, so I'm going to tell you, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, you can't come to me for that kind of stuff, because I ain't going to tell you. I can tell you freedom. I can tell you freedom. The individual has the right to choose. And if the individual chooses to risk their lives, it's them. There was a funny post from these leftists and they were like, uh, my individual right to not get vaccinated, huh, like my right to not wear a seatbelt. And then you're going to get in a car accident. And I'm like, yeah, you have a right not to wear a seatbelt. Oh, I know. I know. Click it or ticket. They made it illegal a long time ago to not have a seatbelt on because seatbelts save lives. I often wonder if this was just lobbied for by the insurance companies because then they have to pay out less. But the way I see it is like, dude, if you want to smoke cigarettes, smoke cigarettes. If you want to drive a car, drive a car. If you don't want to wear a seatbelt, well, you do it. Well, you know, you got to follow the law. But my thing is like your risk is your choice. And we can't keep pushing for a world where we are trying to regulate away any and all risks. What, what, what are we going to do? You can't live in rural areas because there's bears. Would bears exist? What, what, what are we supposed to do? At a certain point, we are seeing more and more government action over preventing any and all kinds of risk. And the individual has to make a choice for themselves about what kind of risks they're willing to take and make. That's my position. Now, when it comes to going to a doctor, I think the reason why I always say you should talk to a doctor, for one, it is true. YouTube like basically requires it. But more importantly, minimizing risk. Let's say there's two people. One person's totally healthy, but, you know, they're a little older. So the doc, they go to the doctor. The doctor says, you're a little older. I would recommend the vaccine. The next person says, I'm going to go to a 7-Eleven parking lot. Uh-oh, this person has like Guillain-Barre syndrome. They should go to a doctor first. And the doctor might be like, well, you've got this underlying condition. Maybe you should hold off. Because as we see from this other study, if people in your household are getting vaccinated, you will still have a low chance of getting COVID. And that's a good thing. It's all around good. The problem we're facing is that Democrats are weaponizing fears over this. They're rallying advertisers to then pull off content. All the big tech companies panic and never let a good crisis go to waste, they say. So as long as we continue stuff like this, as long as we give in to fear instead of accepting our personal responsibility, it's going to get worse for everybody. Despots will take advantage of this and then you will not know freedom. You'll forget it. It'll be the new normal. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.